My shit turned out solid this morning. That's why I couldn't make it last week. Oh, yeah. I had, like, mad diarrhea. I woke up and just immediately, just three times, <laughs> felt like I was peeing out my butt. Up in there. Yeah, today, no, it was, like, solid logs. It looked like my dog shit. Huh. It was pretty good and healthy. Big, big dumps. Did it feel like it? Like, with your hands? Did you test the density? It was wet. Yeah. It was in water. Your dog shits in water? No. <laughs> I mean, my water. I was on. Oh, your toilet bowl I was water? On toilet, yeah. Uh-huh. I picked it up and just, oh, this is wet. And I put it back. Bloop. <laughs> yeah. Some high level shit here. Hello, and welcome to the universe from here. I'm with some sort of trans. Tri- no, trans. <laughs> so, what, transient being? Transient? No, I have a home. Uh, what's transient mean? Like a wanderer? I guess. Uh, maybe oh, transient. I'm looking for transcendent being. Oh, transgendered being? Transcendent. Transcendent. I don't know about that. I'm working on I remember it. Remember when the, the aliens first got here? Mm-hmm. That was pretty... I mean, you handled that pretty well. It was okay. I mean, I don't know why they picked me as the ambassador for the entire world, but we got through it. Theme song. (laughs) We're summoning a flood. I could barely see on the drive down here. Really? Yeah. I think you're playing with that rain stick too much. <laughs> the gods are a little angry. Whatever. They're so sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. We've slaughtered so such... many people trying to appease yeah. them, they're still not happy. <laughs> right? Yeah, my human sacrifice for October is like already over the quota and they're continuously bitching. Yeah. We backed up the storm drain with blood. I have these nightmares sometimes where the gods talk to me. Mm-hmm. That's usually where I wake up with the diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. That goes hand in hand. Yeah. Moses had problems with that, too. Every time God talked to Moses, me. Moses? Yeah, IBS. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was often. Yeah. It's crazy when you get all those commandments at once or some sort of spiritual vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've yeah. been there. Oh, yeah. I'm still working on my tablets. Tablets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have two iPads I'm going to hold up to all the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 One iPad has five rules. The other iPad has another five rules. Everybody must follow these commandments. <laughs> Somebody's like, that's Flappy Birds. <laughs> Whoops, just got off the toilet. Let me change the application. Second commandment. Password must have one cap and symbol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to Upper do it. Uppercase and lowercase. <laughs> trying to fucking get into it, and it needs a captcha. Uh, uh. And all your followers are waiting, and you're like... Select an image that contains a car. <laughs> well, that's a truck. Does that qualify uh, as a car? Why don't they say automobile? Yeah. 
like a I that, don't know. that horse is a car technically for poor people. <laughs> <laughs> or the Amish. Yeah. They're well off. I know that they're a huge fan of this podcast. They've, oh the Amish? They've written me and told me. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Yeah. I think they mistake your beard, maybe, for Obadiah's oh, beard, possibly. Yeah. They think you're the glasses too is really throwing them off. I'm like, this guy buys butter from the store, isn't making himself, so you guys got the wrong idea. <laughs> I don't know. I think they got the right idea. I'm like the technologically advanced Amish. They're pretty technological. <laughs> uh, that's a hard word. They're advanced. Technological. <laughs> I got, they got the, the tech nuclear the techno- <laughs> nuclear cow milk. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Burns all the way down. Most milk does. Don't all drink milk. the way down. All the way down. <laughs> and through. The only way out is through. Yeah. So I guess what is this? The the end of the trilogy. What? No, this is the beginning of a new saga. Oh, okay. So we should have like 20 episodes on this. Alright. So yeah. If... Wait. You never introduced me. Do you know who I am? Who you're listening to right the now? The transcendent being of all creation, right? Yeah. I've changed my name to Tusaruth. Tusaruth. Tusaruth of Enoch. Of Enoch. You just call me Tusaruth. It's what about Tusi? Toots. 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 Toots McGee of Magical Order. Oh, no, that's, that's not a fart. Normal shit. Okay. <laughs> no, the, so, okay. For real, though. I did some divination the other night. Oh, yeah. Witchcraft, right? Have, have you ever used those pendulum things? I think Mom's got a bunch mm-hmm. of them. Okay, so what we did is we made a, a Ouija board, essentially. We took... A half circle, 180 degrees, and then da, 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 put a bunch of letters for every few degrees, you know? Hold the pendulum in the center, and you talk to your whatever you want to call it spirits, guides, angels, higher self, entities from another realm. And you say, hey, show me a thing. And you can have them spell words out. It's basically a Ouija board without the bullshit, because you can do it by yourself doesn't require four hands it requires one hand and some concentration and some trust see that's the kind of board game i like yeah. is the one you can play with one hand you got a, a beer in the other hand exactly while you're summoning demons i don't need anyone to hold my beer because i hold my own beer while i summon demons yeah. oh. nice yeah just the way alistair intended yeah yeah that guy <laughs> anyway so we were doing this, and um, I asked, because um, when you read these old magic texts or whatever, all these magicians have these crazy-ass Latin Greek names or some, like, insane shit, right? And it's all these random letters strung together. It looks like nonsense, but it ends up translating as something crazy. So I'm like, do I have a spiritual name? They're like, yeah. Oh, like, toots? No, so I asked them, like, what is it? And they spell out Tusoruth. It's T-O-S-O-R-U-T-H. Right? I'm like, that sounds 
Egyptian at the least. I don't know. It sounds <laughs> old, right? It sounds very strange. So I start looking into it, and like, Ruth is obviously a book in the Bible. It's a story that is kind of a prophecy to Jesus. Ruth is a uh, a friend to the Gentiles or whatever, you know. And um, Tuso, I guess, I want to say Chinese New Year, they drink it, and it's a way to slaughter evil spirits. Tuso yeah. is a type of drink. And then you start... Like, if you just start looking at the word as kind of like a, what's that called, a anagram? Or it's words within the words. Anagram? You know what I'm saying? Um, sure. Something like that. So if you take the the R out in the middle of Tussero. Oh, like Jeopardy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> or no, not Jeopardy. Price is right. They guess the letters? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, okay. but in reverse. So you take the R out. It's an anagram, everybody. Yeah, anagram. Okay. <laughs> so you remove the R in it, and it says to south. Oh, okay. The south is the fire element, which I'm Leo, so I have a fire sign that I'm fixed in. And then if you remove all the other letters, you have the first, the very middle, and the very last letters is TRH, which is Torah. And that's my uh, s- scripture of preference my my preferred text that i like to follow and if you look into the tarot uh like the rider weight deck my soul card or whatever my, yeah my soul's card everyone has one um is the high priestess and the high priestess sits in between the towers uh or the pillars of i should know this it's boaz and i always forget the uh, Jay, let me look it up real quick. I don't want to misinform. Look that up. Okay. It's Boaz and Jason. Joshin. Okay. Anyway, so when you look at the High Priestess card, there's a black pillar and a white pillar with the letters B and J on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, before I was born, our father, David, wanted to name me just BJ. Didn't want to stand for anything. My mom was like, you can't do that. He needs a first and a middle name. <laughs> and uh, so he said, fine, I'll call him Brandon J. But his, his intention was BJ. And so my soul card of the tarot has the high priestess sit, sitting between these pillars with the letters B and J on it. And she holds the Torah. And so I see all... That's like within the first couple minutes of receiving this name from wherever. So Tusaroth, or Tusuruth, however you want to say it, is, uh, yeah, my new magical name. My magician's name that I'll be operating on, or under, for the time being. Alright. Yeah. I'm still gonna call you Toots. Toots, yeah. Tootsie <laughs> McGee. So anyway, since the last time we talked, uh, I think we were discussing psychedelic thought in a 
uh, yeah, psychedelic thought in natural states, right? Just non-drug-induced experiences. I've been going deep into that, if you haven't noticed, <laughs> since then, which, uh, what, when was that? It was the beginning of summer, spring even. It's like April. April, <clears throat> so kind of like at the beginning of the COVID thing, when you force people indoors, they start getting creative. So I went further inward and I said, why do I believe in the Bible? What's so special about it? You know, and it, of course, it led me back to occult studies and all that symbolism and wanting to understand that further. Thinking about Robert Anton Wilson and the, the coin, the quarter trick we're talking about. That got me, that really started it. I rebought the book. So I'm going to reread it. Um, Cosmic Trigger? No, Prometheus Rising. Oh. Yeah. Cosmic Trigger, all three of those were really good, too. I should, I should buy those. Yeah. Good stuff. That's where I got the corner trick. Yeah. Oh, I got it from Prometheus Rising. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, we could open with that. Let's talk about the quarter trick. For those of you who didn't listen before, there's an exercise in the book, Prometheus Rising and Cosmic Trigger. I don't know if we actually talked about that one. Yeah, we talked about it briefly, oh. yeah. Um, but what it is is, imagine, so you can do this right now if you're listening. Imagine quarters everywhere you go. Just finding a quarter on the ground, on a counter, whatever, behind something. Everywhere you look, there's quarters. And after doing this for a while, of visualizing it intensely, like, you know, in your mind's eye, picture yourself seeing the quarter, the texture of it, is it shiny, is it dull, whatever. Where is it? Ooh, that was a wet one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, picking it up, and then, yeah, just, you have the quarter. If you visualize this enough, for long enough, you will actually start to see quarters everywhere. And you'll actually be making money. A little bit of money. Um, then at the end of the exercise, Robert Anton Wilson says, So, what is this? Are you simply raising your awareness to the quarters that already exist all around you? Or... Are you manifesting them from nothing into something? So is this logical thinking or magical thinking, right? I guess there's one thing that should be clarified. Even uh, Alistair Crowley talked about this, not in the same context, but he was talking about manifesting things. And he said for some reason it's hard to manifest currency in particular. And I think it might be because of the perceived value we put on it or maybe it's just the the material itself Mm -hmm. but it seems to work easier with quarters i'm not sure if that's because it's just like a metallic substance or i don't know there isn't as much perceived value on it but this is really hard to do with 100 dollars bills but it seems to work really well for quarters yeah or uh like i said last time I tried the same trick with uh, wiffle balls. Oh, yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So you can do it with anything. Um, and 
it works. Um, the, the practice is manifestation. So if you look into it, you'll find it there. It's basically every form of religion has discussed manifestation in depth. Um, Jesus fed 5,000 people with a fish and a loaf of bread. You know, that's a manifestation ritual. Um, all sorts of things like that. Uh, witchcraft is very much into it. They have their practice, you know. Their, there's rituals you can do to make it more powerful, and they're simply just thinking about it and making it. So, you know, these things exist, and they're everywhere. Well, yeah, we kind of left off on that of, like, well, what is it? Is it logic, or is it magical thinking? At the time, I was thinking, you know, I was very much into the idea of magical thought. But now I'm realizing that it's both. Both and. Magical thought is the most logical thing you can do. And you're, you're manifesting these things from nothing into something. And you're simultaneously raising your awareness to that. And you're solidifying these things. So somebody was talking about it that really kind of like drove it home for me but he said imagine a hologram right and a weird way to picture this is say you have like a clear bowl of water or whatever right and you drop three stones in it and right after you drop the stones in you flash freeze just the top layer of the bowl of water into like ice right but below the ice there's still quite a bit of uh, water in the bowl you know so it's still liquid state so yeah uh, nitrogen whatever you need to do to make that happen then you project a series of lasers through the bottom of it and it will have a perfect 3d projection of the rocks and all the details sitting above the the level of ice in the bowl right obviously this is like a really crude way of how holograms work but that's the the gist of it right so imagine your mind is the bowl of water and the sheet of ice is the veil or the abyss and the projection is whatever it's your imagination right if you can clearly see these things in your mind you've created a hologram right essentially it's this thing in the ether if you can solidify that gas into a crystal you've made a solid right you can solidify your ideas when people say that it's an actual like it's not a concept it's a you can literally solidify your ethereal thoughts into a physical solid state in our existence your neural pathways yeah exactly so that's that's manifestation it's not magic it's just a thing if you really think about like, oh I want to get that promotion at work or oh I want to get that new car or oh I want to do whatever you know I want a thousand dollars in the bank 
you know, we call this goal setting and you work towards that. So you, there is some energy that needs to be applied to it. But the best results happen when you think of the thing and kind of let it go. And then it takes care of itself. You know, people call this trusting God. Let Jesus take the wheel, whatever, you know. Um, that's a that's a standard procedure in magical rituals to yeah. completely forget or to I like how you say let it go better. Yeah. Or to give away. Yeah, giving away. Um, yeah, there's an in- interesting. Let's circle back to that letting go. Um, but yeah, in the, the manifestation process, that's really all it is. You're thinking of a thing, you kind of let it go out into the universe, you set it free. If it loves you, you'll, it'll come back, right? And usually comes back seven, tenfold, hundredfold, whatever, sometimes threefold. Or if you're skeptical, it'll come back just as you ask, you know, or maybe half if you're doubting. So, yeah, try it out, and let us know in the comments section. Oh, there is the, no comment section. And the impossible email address that you'll never oh, yeah. get. Just send all Feel your things there. Me. Yeah, exactly. We'll put all these in the show notes. Not. So. Let's say I will. You know, I actually, I did get a couple emails, and I think they're from Russian hackers. Oh, yeah. They love the podcast. Yeah. Them and the Amish. I don't know. They can't get enough of it. Yeah. So. Wait, oh. (laughs) Anyway. I'm going to go on a rant. Is that okay? Feel free to jump in whenever. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I got to jump in and say, just to remind people, if you uh, leave a five-star review. Oh, yeah. I will read the review on the podcast. I'll even do it live right in front of whoever. Yep. There you go. Manifest that shit. Yeah. I'm trying to. Make a, make a comment or reality on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your dump. Yeah. Tell me about anything. Five-star dump. Yeah, it has to be five-star. He can't... He won't read the one-stars unless it's really funny. He might. He might. Yeah. But don't do that. I don't want to it, encourage that. It ruins everything. Yeah. So. So that would be like a hundred percent bad ratio. Yeah, if you're the only comment on there, <laughs> yeah. and you're that guy. Jeremy has a lot of free time. He might cancel you. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, this guy. <laughs> so. I'll re-download Twitter just to do that. <laughs> they're under. Get the hate mob. They're under attack right now. You know what? <laughs> I'm not talking about politics. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking I might start like a Patreon, Subscribestar, mm-hmm. and PayPal thing. Yeah. Um, I don't really like any of them besides fucking Subscribestar seems to work out all right so far. I was thinking about doing it just because I realized the other day, I was listening to podcasts, and it's like these successful comedians and actors and shit all have podcasts Mm -hmm. they're making money hand over fist already and they still have patreon accounts yeah it's like you know i was was thinking maybe i'll do it later on Mm -hmm. if 
I want to expand and get equipment. I think I'm just going to fucking do it. You should. Because why not? Yeah. Because it's not... Like, whatever uh, weird thing you have with it, if you're... If it feels too much like a handout or charity or something, like, don't bother with it because you need I to think... think that's the problem. Yeah, it will... It comes down to a pride issue. Well, now we can make shirts again. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. So I'd rather sell a shirt. Than anything. Wow. Any, any type of stuff. That'd be fun. But yeah, like monks, you know, Tibetan monks, uh, Catholic monks, like monks in general, they have everything provided for them. They're full-blown communists, and they still go out into town and ask for dono- donations. They take food from the village people and uh, whatever, and they have no shame in it. There shouldn't be. It, it's a beautiful relationship. They don't pressure people into it, but people are glad to give them food. If they don't get food for the day, they don't eat because they got everything else taken care of. And uh, we all got to eat. I like it. Yeah. We put it like that. Maybe I'll start it up. Yeah. There's no shame in it. And it's the only thing that makes it weird is your own ego and pride. And, you know, you should kill that shit anyway. It's not yeah, serving isn't you. Pride like a sin or something? Or no. <clears throat> Vanity? Yeah, I mean, I guess. It's funny. It's funny because people they associate the the listing of sins with Christianity, even though Pythagoras in ancient Greece was the first one to list all the sins that we know of, and he listed eight. And this was like way before Jesus was a thing, you know. Yeah. We've always done it. Uh, even in the in Buddhist texts, they talk about. Um, you know, the the three evil lives and all this stuff and how that's associated with... You, you have a pretty clear list of sins in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, even, when you go through the Bardo realms and all the lights, and each light has a color, and each thing represents a type of uh, pride, envy, anger. Um, oh, envy. See, that's what it is. Yeah. I feel like it's bad that I'm comparing myself to people who actually take these donations. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's, there's pride and probably envy going on. Maybe. Most likely. Um, I don't feel it in my heart. Yeah. Usually, it's in the mind. Yeah. It's the poison of the mind. People get really hung up on sin. It's a weird thing. It's a. It's not that... I haven't really thought about sin until just now. Oh, <laughs> sorry. years. Sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> I have that effect on people. <laughs> They look at me in lust, and they're just like, ooh, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Or they want to kill me. <laughs> oh, speaking of lust, dude, so we're in the apocalypse bunker. Cause this mm-hmm. is being recorded during the alien invasion. Yeah. Um, you have a great COVID screening test uh-huh. where fucking big dude comes up and gives you a mouth swab with his tongue and mm-hmm. says, yep, you're good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's James. James. Yeah. Shout out. He uh he literally walked out of the woods. Oh. And he was like, "Yo, I want to work for you. I like what you got going on here." Yeah. I'm like, "Have you been watching me?" And he's like, "Yeah, for yes. quite some time." <laughs> he's like, "You got a good thing going here. I want a piece." I'm like, "All right." Hmm. So I dug him a nice 
hole in the backyard. Uh, he kind of built a lean-to out of it, and he lives there comfortably. It's raining pretty hard right now. He's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's a makeshift float tank. Yeah, exactly, wow. yeah. We just <laughs> dump bags of Epsom salt in there, and huh. he gets wet and salty. <laughs> he trips Tra- out. Transcendentally meditates. Yeah, pretty much. His way through this alien invasion. Yeah. I mean, shit, you want to talk about that's aliens. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. You ever read the, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth? No. Ooh. Are we are we getting off topic? I feel like I... Not really. I mean, aliens and religion are the... You know, they go hand in hand. I'm starting to think more about the alien stuff. Yeah. I, I could see aliens coming here and just leveling the playing field. Yeah, man. Saying, hey, humans, y'all are fucking up. This is the way. And then they fucking spray in the face with DMT juice. Mm-hmm. Fucking, yeah. Well, that's probably why everyone's wearing masks. Yeah. They don't want you getting the DMT juice. Yeah. Because you'll wake up. Yeah. You'll truly be woke. Oh, shit. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Yeah, man. No, I'm, I'm really taking a hard look at religious symbolism and aliens. I mean, not to sound too weird, but... Anything not of this planet is considered uh, extraterrestrial. If it is not of this terrestrial plane, it is extraterrestrial. Therefore, God, angels, all that are extraterrestrial entities. Hmm. Even your soul. It says everywhere, your soul does not, is not of this world. You are a traveler here, a visitor. You are an extra-dimensional, extraterrestrial being. You just happen to be stuck in this shitty little flesh body on this shitty little planet to do whatever it is that needs doing. The shitty little podcast. Yeah, the shitty little podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, really, you know, if you... If you experiment with, I don't know, let's say mushrooms, something of that nature, let's DMT. Let's just say... Let's just say mushrooms. Let's just say, uh, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Right now. Yeah. Okay. In this moment. In this moment, <laughs> you are high on most likely mushrooms. Uh, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Okay. Yeah. Continue. But most likely. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a connection with something that is pretty strange. And that shit will talk to you if you let it. But if you let your pride and your ego and envy and all those things get in the way that tie us down to this shitty little body, then you might not receive the intergalactic message that they're trying to convey to you, right? Which is, don't be a piece of shit. Yeah, let go. Trust us, all of us. We love you. Come to the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, dude, that makes me think of something. Mm. Sorry, I'm going to rant people because I've been reading books like a motherfucker for months now, and I haven't talked to a single person. Actually, that's a lie. 
I got a Buddhist at work from Vietnam. He's trying to convert me to Buddhism. 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 <laughs> no. He's not converting me, but he's actually enlightening me quite a bit on the ways of Buddhism. And I've learned so much in the last just month talking to him. We spend all night together, every night. And he's very... He's a very beautiful soul, and I'm very thankful for him. Um, more on that later. But just that sound you made, the the, the Hannibal Lecter thing, right? Yeah. So another <laughs> thing I've been considering with, so back to the manifestation thing of oh yeah, um, solidifying like crystalliz- crystallization of ideas, right? The same thing works with words. The written word and the spoken word. Crowley said that the written word and the spoken word are like the most powerful things in the universe, right? Uh, One of my first experiences, or not experiences, but what kind of opened my eyes to this, when I was young, I read this book called uh, Occult Tibet, or yeah, I think it was Occult Tibet, something like that. I was like 14, 15. I got it from the library. And it talked about Tibetan magic within Buddhism. I think, I want to say the Bon tradition. I could be wrong. I know a lot of Tantra meditation has secret hand mudras and uh, some Harry Potter shit, basically. Like, you have to be initiated into it. You have to be taught by a master. You have to be given permission by the master to use these hand gestures to chant these chants and to make certain sounds right because of the power that they hold you can literally open up wormholes into other dimensions through these and meditation so in this book it shows pictures of uh, this monk who is a high level dude he places his hand again with a bowl of water he places his hand over some water and he will say a word and bless the water and then this is a control experiment he goes to another batch of water holds his hand over it speaks a word and curses the water I thought that was bullshit wasn't it? I don't know I'm pretty sure that turned out to be bullshit oh really? Oh, well, that's too bad. Well, no, not that. There is a. They were forming like ice crystals and stuff, and mm-hmm. some Japanese dude would yell at the water and shit. And he'd yeah. Be like, look at the crystal formations. They're shittier. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I heard that was bullshit. I need a fact checker. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm just gonna accept it as truth, right? Okay. Oh, well, it can. Yeah. The, things can be it could be bullshit both at the same time it could be true and or false yeah it's both and this is quantum thinking yeah so in my existence my form of reality this is the truth that i've come to accept and the universe has reflected that truth back to me in many ways to verify my truth it's put me in an echo chamber to confirm my thinking if it's bullshit for you, the universe will reflect that back to you uh, and show you all the ways that it is false. <laughs> I just think I saw something on the internet about it. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably CNN was like, water is 
Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's water from Detroit, then yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Well, how about this then? So let's say, okay. Finishing this thought, then go out for yourself, fact check it, see if it's bullshit or not. But what I saw in this book is after uh, this guy blesses the the water and it crystallizes, it's very beautiful, right? When he says things like love, peace, whatever, harmony, they're beautiful. He says words like hate. Hitler, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> they, they look bad. Yeah, Hitler was an example. Oh, he really? said the word Hitler, cursed it, and it looked shitty when they froze it and uh, stuck it under a microscope, blew it up in the crystallization of order. Um, so that got me thinking at a young age about the power of sound because we used to, you know, I still play music. The power of music, a good song could feel like it spiritually you know moves you and transcends you to another place right yeah uh, these are because of well, let's like what bill hicks said uh, remember that one line that man on acid realized that all matter is slowly vibrating or oh, whatever yeah. Yeah, exactly. you know that one yeah yeah no, it's that's, exactly that's 100 percent truth yeah. i fact checked it so that, so this thing that may or may not be bullshit is what led me to that thinking of, well, everything in the universe consists of vibration. Yeah. Every molecule in your body. Every molecule. They have, I think it was uh, Johannes Kepler. He was an astronomer. He, was, he figured out, um, it was his third law of harmonics. All the planets in the solar system at the their diameter and potential mass and the rate of rotation create these inaudible hums. Yeah. And the arrangement of the planets based off their diameters creates a perfect octave yeah. of musical notes in sequence chromatically. Um, which is fucking crazy. It's got all the math to back it up. So the third law of harmonics. Um... There's another thing, too, on the internet where you've probably seen it. This guy has, like, a big steel plate. Under it, there's, like, electromagnetics that vibrate extremely high frequencies. They throw all this metallic sand on it, and the vibration creates these perfect geometric patterns out of the sand. That shit's trippy. That is when I knew for a fact that the universe is made up of sound. And you see it everywhere after that point. Every blade of grass has a vibration. Every cloud has a vibration. Every planet, every star system, everything. You, me, all of us. The words coming out of my mouth are vibrations into your eardrum, which also produces its own vibration to accept or reject the the incoming sounds. Your ear is designed to protect and accept from vibrations. These are the gateways into your mind, which is the home, the temple of your soul, right? Aleister Crowley and every priest and religious leader knows this. And as the responsibility falls on the magician or the priest or whatever you want to call it, 
the demigod, the god, they can affect the known universe and the realms with speaking words. And that's why the power of the written word and the spoken word is immense. We have no concept of the, the, the ramifications of the things we say. And last night I was watching, um, I forget his name, Lon something. He's like uh, Kroll obsessed. He wrote Understanding um, the Thoth Tarot and like many books on the Kabbalah. Uh, lots of books on Crowley. Lawn something. I'll have to look at his name up later. But he was talking about when the magician speaks a word. He he painted this great picture. I'll just copy what he says. He's like he's got this magician up above the abyss, and he's yelling out to everyone. He's like, "Hey, there's light up here. Light, light, light," and. As the word light echoes out into the abyss, past the abyss, it goes, light, light, light. Dark, 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 dark. You know, it goes out into the opposite, right? So that was the secret of Crowley. He would say, oh, there's this beautiful thing, this cup overfloweth, and the whore of Babylon, and blah, 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 and the fucking tear your eyeballs out and drink your blood. You know, <laughs> Crowley would go off on these tangents in mid-sentence of he'd be describing something beautiful, and then the worst thing you've ever read in your life in the same sentence. And that's what he was doing. He knew that well, if I say all this good shit, it'll eventually turn bad. So to maintain the balance, I'll say some bad shit so it turns good. The Whore of Babylon is probably the most elegant, beautiful woman in existence. In his mind, with that thinking. Because the reversal is always possible. To maintain that yin-yang duality that we exist in in this realm. So another example that he gave, which is really unfortunate, but when you have the magician of Jesus Christ saying, love thy neighbor, love yourself as you love God, you know, these things, whatever. Then World War happened. Well, no, how, <laughs> not much longer, the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Kill thy neighbor, enslave thy neighbor. Mm. Right? These were ramifications of the words of Jesus. Put out into the universe with the fullest intention of good. But through the process of the Kabbalah and the known universe and the duality of our existence, it came back as bad. He came here to put an end to religion. And now he is one of the biggest religions on earth. He never wanted that. There's no way. So, when you start working with manifestations and the and sound, vibration, magic, whatever, as Crowley did, 
the responsibility is immense. It's huge. And you need to be very careful with the things you say. And so a lot of you right now, I know it's election year. There's uh, an alien invasion happening. There's a race war happening. And mm -hmm. there's an election happening. Which it's mostly is, just the election. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But think about that. All, all the people who are like, fuck Trump. We gotta get him out of there. When you yell that, it God's might. Files. <laughs> well, yeah, no. It's Trump. going, it goes going. up or yeah. down or whatever. And then it turns into, I love Trump. We gotta keep him in office. Because <laughs> it goes through the abyss and gets twisted around. Yeah. So be careful with what you say. It goes both ways. Be very careful. Yeah, hopefully something good comes out of the alien invasion. Yeah. So yeah, the alien invasion, I don't know, man. That's I I was listening to this person on YouTube, she was like an astrologer, and she was talking about you know how there's the the aeons that we move through like the creation of the known universe was in leo and then it goes into the next sign and the next sign um they say that um during egypt's like prime time they were in gemini or whatever um moving forward moving forward we're at the end of the piscean age right this has been war and suffering a lot Going into Aquarius. Yeah, we're going into the age of Aquarius. Hopefully Enlightenment. There's, hopefully there's no right. copyright things. But with the age of Aquarius, you have the water bearer, right? Comes down from the stars. People are um, thinking that with the age of Aquarius, we will see the end of all religions in the next 60-something years. And that'll be because uh, COVID is going to show us that there's not really a need to get together with people, to intertwine our energies, because it's potentially dangerous for everyone. They're doing it through biological virus talk or whatever, but think about it in an energetic sense. Like, yeah. well, I think the best thing to come out of it is now you don't have people flooding into skyscraper office buildings, sitting in cubicles and shit, yeah, exactly. smelling each other's farts. Yeah. That's a good thing to get rid of. But. Well, even, you know, even how many people would travel to different countries and cities every week just to do a job? You can do it all online now, you know? We're starting to realize that. It's like, oh, well, we don't... All these infrastructures aren't necessary really anymore we don't we need to shake hands we that's a barbaric act we should never do that anyway um what what builds your immune system i try to shake as many hands as i can i just drink out of the urinals at work and i'm good i mean there's that's ways around idea. it yeah hmm. those urinal cakes don't taste as good as they smell <laughs> Just a little word of advice there. Yeah, my urinal at work smells like asparagus sometimes. Mm. I don't know who's eating that stuff, but yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of asparagus. So I don't drink out of the urinal, I just go straight to the toilet. Mm, that's good. Where's I going with this? Oh, yeah, so 
in the Aquarian Age, when the aliens come down, they'll show us a little bit of where we come from. It will unite the world into one... Just like Reagan said. Yeah, one way of thinking. We're like, oh shit, we were all wrong. But we're all a little bit right. Or was that JFK? Both of them. Nixon. Yeah. Well, I think JFK was more... Yeah, because he has that speech where it's like the entire world will be united against an alien threat. Yeah, a common uh, enemy. And an enemy. Like that, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's always been, uh, you know, a smart war shit. Like unite the people against one common enemy. It will unite everyone. And how do you unite the world? You make the threat extraterrestrial, not of this world. It's the only way you can do it. You can unite all the political, all the religious, and all common thought under... What do you think the this. chances are of us just shooting missiles at aliens? Um, 100%. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I think they're going to be so advanced that they'll be able to disarm us oh, yeah. before, like... Like the samurai. Yeah, we'll have our finger on the trigger, and they're going to be in our heads already. Yeah. They're probably most likely already yeah, in our heads. Just gonna say that. Yeah. So There's something in my head right now. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry if this is really like woo woo for you guys or if this is a lot of bullshit talk. I wouldn't apologize, I'd just own it, give away. Yeah, it's just things I'm thinking about, reading about. I think it's all very interesting, especially the climate of today. It it makes sense to me. It's the, the next logical step as well. Uh, they're priming well, us for aliens. You were just talking about how the magician has to be so careful with his words. I think if you go around apologizing for things that you're saying, then people will interpret it as, uh, well, is that something you shouldn't be saying? Why is he apologizing? Like they're listening to something bad. That's probably not a good way to get a point across. It's not that it's bad. It's a secret. Secret. Not secret anymore, buddy. Yeah. about that <laughs> the things you know you shouldn't and what you don't know uh, so you're apologizing for all the life altering experiences people have as a result yep in which I am not sorry not so, sorry sorry <laughs> not, not sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yep orange mocha frappuccinos gasoline fight <laughs> Where are we at? We're doing okay? Huh? We've been talking about an hour. Huh. Just getting warmed up. Yeah. So, oh yeah, so vibration, right? Yeah. So this is going to be a several part series. Yeah. We should try to come to some sort of conclusion about something. Well, what do you want and to talk about? I don't know. Vibration. Vibration, I think. So here. So what, what was the Aquarius thing? Let's go ahead. Before we go any further, I want to bless this podcast. Oh, thanks, man. Nobody's blessed my podcast before. Oh, God. It's going to be so loud. <laughs> <laughs> you have good and bad. All right. Yeah, that was That's good. Cool. Yeah. Blessings! <laughs> 
blessing me, immortals. Uh, uh, so, climate change. <laughs> We're just so, talking about Aquarius water and stuff. Okay, yeah, so the age yeah. of Aquarius, I think, just to keep it short and simple, I think we're going to move into a space where people recognize that we are energetic beings, there are energy vampires among us, we shouldn't be meshing our energies with just anybody, like going to the supermarket, for example, and all the fucked up people you see there who just want to take your energy and yeah. all the demons and then uh, the aliens are going to come they're going to say listen you guys are close with most of the religion stuff but you're completely off on all of it um, here's what happened worship us they will enslave us and liberate us at the same time and that'll be where we live for the next aeon like the matrix very similar yeah well, think about, you know, how advanced ancient Egypt was. We've seen this before. Ancient aliens, guys, sorry to go there, but not sorry, because what the fuck else could it be, right? Yeah. I mean, so said he's, he's an Atlantean, and they got the hell out of there on a spaceship when that shit flooded. And it must have been during the Great Flood, because... Mm. Scientists are starting to say, oh, yeah, there was a big flood. Yeah. <laughs> that well, it's funny because nobody really, they don't want to tell you that. You yeah. Know? It's like. Well, everyone hates the Bible so much. And they're like, oh, that bullshit baby stories on Sundays. <laughs> you know, and it's, okay, well, it says right in there, um, during the time of Noah, during the time of the flood even, there was many cities, civilizations, there were weddings and festivals happening all at the time of the flood, right? When I read it, I got kind of a visual of, like, full-blown factory cities we see today. Very much like that. They were an advanced civilization back then, even. And, uh, you know, ancient Egypt, they talk about the lower parts of the pyramids, the secret chambers that there's no sign of like soot or anything, so there was no torches. They had some type of electrical system figured out. Yeah. Um, everything's made with extreme precision, you know, uh, all that shit. I'm not gonna get into like, whoa, how they move the stones. I don't really care about that. I'm just looking at as well, a how machinist. How the fuck do magnets work? Yeah. As a machinist. As a machinist, I see the precision and the craftsmanship that took place there, and I'm like, yeah. They had some technology. Even as a machinist today, I look at those things and I say, this is of alien origin. There's no way around it. With the, like, we're too dumb to advance that quickly on our own. These things are borrowed or given to us, whatever. So, consciousness being of extraterrestrial origin, uh, yeah, we can tap into that shit whenever we want. So, when you're on mushrooms, hypothetically, or DMT, hypothetically, you tap into this shit and it's unfiltered. You're gone to the source, right? And if you're attentive enough and aware enough, you will see these things manifested into reality. 
Yeah, full circle. Yeah. Even Manifestation. Yeah. And so talking about just meditation and thought, in general, thought practice, uh, the things I've learned about Buddhism in the recent month or so has been extremely interesting. Um, the Tibetan Book of the Dead talks about during, as you approach death, the moment of death, after death, there's like a 49-day period where you kind of wander through the Bardo realms. And the Bardo realms is like you see a land of light and good, and then there's a land of hell and demons, various lands of hells and demons. And based off of your belief, the sounds you made while you're alive, the chanting, the mantras, the sutras, the prayers, all that, and based off your karmic uh, baggage, which was described to me as a backpack that attaches itself to you at the moment of death. There's a karmic backpack, and it will pull you towards a world where you'll be reincarnated based off of that. If you're a pretty balanced being, you spend most of your life meditating and chanting, making certain vibrations, you have a protection that you've cast over your soul. And when you move into these Bardo realms, you will be shown things, you'll see things. And the mind needs to be so disciplined to recognize that these things aren't real. They are projections of your mind and you're to pass by them and not interact. If you're drawn to them or attracted to them, you'll be dragged to that place. You have the potential to be born as a god or as a flea. You have the potential to be born as a human or a hungry ghost. You know, there's all these things that you could be drawn into. And from my understanding, I'm very new to this, so don't quote me, I'm not an expert. But from what I understand, if you can meditate through these 49 days of the Bardo Realms and get to the end, while there's literally a point where demons rip your body to pieces, and you need to have the realization that it is not your body because you are of a mind and you're, it's an illusion. And if you can recognize this illusion as a projection of your own mind and pass through it, they, they grant you passage to these demons. They say, okay. And then you can get to the end. And that's where enlightenment is. And there's different types of enlightenment based off of the sounds, the vibrations you make in life. So a suture that's been given to me that I have to study for the next three years is the Amitabha Sutra. And Amitabha, uh, uh, Amita is light. Or no, it's uh, measurable. It means measurable. So, Amita means measurable. Amita means immeasurable. And Ba means light. Amitabha is immeasurable light. And there's a variation of Amitabha uh, Amitabh Yu, I think, which means immeasurable life, so to live forever. 
these are kind of interchangeable. Amitabha is like the dude. Um, in the sutra, it talks about how there's a land of ultimate bliss, the land of the lotus, and there a Buddha named Abhitabha, Amitabha teaches the Dharma. And so if you can get through the Bardo realms and say you've spent your life thinking and meditating on Amitabha, um, at the end of it, you'll be born into his land. And there's like a bajillion Buddha lands that you can choose from. The interesting thing about Buddhism is uh, people mistake it as atheistic. That's why they're like, oh, you know, a lot of Christians, old school guys are like, nope, nope, that's uh, that's atheism, right? Well, no, they're, they're non-theistic. They don't, it's not that they don't believe in God, they just don't talk about it. They say that the Buddha, you know, people, I guess Westerners or uh, uninformed people, like myself, I always thought maybe Buddha was, was the type of demigod or something, right? Not the case. The Buddha was, all of these Buddhas, it's a word. It means teacher. Just like in the Bible, you have Jesus of Nazareth became Jesus the Christ. Christ is a word that means teacher. Jesus the teacher. And the Hebrew, that's how, or the Greek, it translates to that. Um... And that's an interesting vibration there. So the word Christ and crystal, crystalline, Christos, those are powerful vibrations that act as kind of a pr protection spell. And um, it was without getting too off track of that. Uh, Amitabha, to me, appears to be the Jesus figure, Buddha of buddhism right he is this immense light and his land is the land of ultimate bliss um where's it going with that oh yeah but the word buddha means teacher so all these buddhas that you hear about there's a lot of them they were once men who lived and died they're historically recorded you know there's actual people on this earth and they attained enlightenment through, you know, a lifetime of religious discipline and study and making certain vibrations with their face. And I thought that was interesting because when I asked this, I'll keep his name private, um, when I asked this man at work, I'm like, well, how does Jesus fit in with Buddhism, right? And he's like, uh, the Buddha the Buddha lands and Jesus' heaven are separate he's just like they're different he's like Jesus is the son of God the one creator like they they acknowledge a one creator they're just not focused on it because they think it's so immense why even try and put words to it only the Jews would attempt something like that you know let's name this thing you know and they're just it's not that they don't believe in it, they're just not concerned with it. They said, well, we want to focus on the merits of virtue with our own doing. 
It's not that they try and do it without God, they just accept God as what it is. They let it go, that concept. They let God be God. And they want to understand the love and energy of God through these disciplined acts. And that's just Buddhism in, in, a, in general, right? And what I'm learning is, so, you know, Christianity, the Bible, I hate, I really hate that word, Christianity. It's a gross word. It was never intended that way. The teachings of Jesus, the Torah. Um, just religion's gross. Yeah, religion in general is nasty. It's like a club. Yeah, exactly. Um, Men's club. Yeah. That sounds undesirable to me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> But where where the Bible really falls short, not in the Old Testament because they have a ton of rules, but more so in the New Testament, you have Jesus saying all these great things. And he's like, just do this, you'll be fine. And that's true to an extent, but as the magician or someone who's trying to go deeper to do the, the deeper work, in magic and all that I find that the eastern philosophy of uh, Buddhism and yoga which are essentially the same thing Buddhism came from India and it came from Hinduism and the yogic practice they don't there's no confusion there they say that they're like oh yeah Buddhism came from India you can go anywhere in Asia they'll tell you that and those things kind of give you the tools and the rituals to be more in line with what Jesus was saying. Like, when I picture Jesus, I don't see white Jesus like the Catholics want, you know, the medieval Jesus. I see a Jew that potentially went to India in his first 30 years that we know nothing about, learned yoga, and came back and blew some minds. That's how I picture Jesus, because it just makes sense to me. I see the connection there. And I picture him as Carl Malone. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> Carl Malone. It's still <laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, you know Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> mm-hmm. So back on the Man Show. Yeah. Okay. So Jimmy Kimmel has a late night show now. It's yeah. been around for like forever 10 years now or some shit mm-hmm. during the man show uh, he fucking painted his whole body brown mm-hmm. <laughs> and acted as NBA player Carl Malone oh I do you remember, remember that? Yeah, yeah I do remember that it's, it's like tips from Carl Malone or something he's like yeah. Carl Malone too uh-huh. <laughs> that just like resurfaced earlier this year <laughs> yep it people would people were like hey you can't do, do that. You know he used to do the, the man shots. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I that's interesting to me how all this stuff is like resurfacing and it's yeah. I'm like, well, this is what it is, man. Like why I don't know. I I really hate talking about politics. Oh, it's not then. Well it's not. No, I was just saying I picture Jesu Cristo mm-hmm. as Sir Carl Malone. Oh, yeah. That makes Just sense. Just him in a robe kind of dribbling a basketball around the desert. Yeah. 
I could see that. Yeah, something of uh, that nature. It's very humble. Very calm. Yeah. Good energy. Calm dude. Yeah, it's chill. Chill AF, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's kind of like, I guess that concludes that thought. Sorry, I went on. What was the thought? Um, oh, yeah, so Buddhism, to me, is showing me how to be more in line with what Jesus was talking about. Because the Bible's really bad about that. It yeah. says, do these things, it doesn't tell you how. But how I found is by doing yoga and making certain sounds with my face, it really tunes me up to that. Like, when you play a guitar, you can't just pick that thing up and start shredding on it. You gotta tune it up. So, when you tune up the body, you tune up the mind, and then the soul follows, right? So. Buddhist meditation, the sutras, the mantras, the chants, some of the hand mudras. I'm finding them to be very powerful tools. Um, even the the yogic, like, from the source, the yogic uh, sutras are very informative. I'm learning about the limbs of yoga. I have, um, actually, Andrew Wheaton is teaching yoga now, and he's very, very good teacher. I went from knowing literally zero to, like, feeling somewhat informed in a matter of a couple weeks. He gave me a lot of homework. I told him I wanted to go deep with it too, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna dump it on you. And he's pushed us um, mentally as far as yes, physically so far. I'm very happy about that. So if anyone would like to learn yoga and you're in the Seattle area, find him, Andrew Wheaton. He also goes by Coagulated Owl on SoundCloud, I believe. Makes some very peaceful um, ambient music. He's just a good dude. He's got a beautiful soul. I'm happy to reconnect with him. He and I were uh, friends back in like middle school. So when I was first thinking about Buddhism at like 14, 15, I was discussing with him primarily. And, you know, he and I were the first people that really connected and said, hey man, I think there's something going on that they're not telling us about. Like, I think we got souls and like the universe might be bigger than we're considering, you know? And he's on a whole nother level these days, dude. He is, you should have him on here. Not, I'm not telling you how to live your life, but he would be a very interesting guy to have. I haven't talked to Andrew since, uh... It's like seven years ago, I think. Yeah, that was the last time I saw him. It had been uh, Michael Albany's house, I think. Um, um, yeah, so when we were making music, that was the last time I saw Andrew. And then um, I think he posts something on Instagram of all the places. He's like, fuck you guys, I'm going to India. <laughs> yeah, right. But Which no, is a good move. Yeah, he, like, he was posting <laughs> some pictures where he's doing these crazy yoga positions I'm like I kind of want to learn about that and I'm like hey man what's a good how do I learn this he's like gave me a lot of information he's like well I'm thinking about starting to teach or whatever I'm like okay I'm like take my money right like I want to learn this from I can't tell you the 
the importance and the benefits I've had of having it was just uh, that you know learning one on one with somebody where they can really spend time with you and critique it. If you go to the YMCA and you do a yoga class, you're like it's more of a like jazzercise type environment. Like, oh yeah, okay, well, downward dog. Let's dude, go. It really just depends who the teacher is. Like in my yeah. opinion, what yeah. I've told people is. If you're learning yoga, like, the longer the dreadlocks, the better. The worse they smell, the better. Yeah, like, usually. You want some hippy-dippy motherfuckers showing you how to breathe and shit. Yeah. So, actually, I did go to a... Well, I, I took yoga classes in college. It's like a college course. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. And that chick was mega hippie dude like she just fell off of the school bus at the Grateful Dead concert or something yeah and I remember a little after that I went to the YMCA Mm -hmm. and like I was used to doing yoga and just breathing and you you breathe all this energy into every muscle in your body and you Mm -hmm. feel everything and it's just beautiful it's all in the breathing Mm -hmm. and uh, I went to the YMCA it made me realize how like out of shape I was because they were going from position to position to position and by the end of it I was like sitting in a pool of sweat and it wasn't hot yoga (laughs) it was just like just regular yoga soccer mom yoga (laughs) dude it's so great though Yeah, it's important to get the right teacher and I, I firmly believe that Andrew would probably make a great, great teacher. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if you want, we'll set up a session, and we yeah. can all do it together. Because, yeah, he and I have, like, four to six-hour conversations after the fact on top of it, yeah. just, like, philosophy on life and um, different various uh, views, I guess. I don't want to say religious views or anything, but... Um, yeah, he's shown me some very interesting stuff. I'm just like, yeah, there's something to this, you know. I gotta do more research. I'm not fully endorsing it just yet, but it's very good stuff. I endorse him 100% and yoga. Um, what well, do you not endorse yet? Oh, well, so... <laughs> some of the... Um, I guess things related to the alien talk from earlier oh yeah yeah that kind of stuff Uh, well there's a specific group that seems to be pretty in tune with this their leader claims to be a walk-in which do you know are you familiar with the term Mm walk-in okay so walk-in is someone who i guess there's a few conditions to it but it's a person who voluntarily surrenders their body for a new consciousness to be downloaded into it. Oh, yeah. As And they exist simultaneously and the old soul will leave while the new soul takes over the body, right? So, their uh, person through, like, a kundalini awakening type scenario uh, has claimed walk-in status but the interesting thing is everything she talks about is pretty convincing. Yeah. <laughs> it seems much higher level than what I mean like I don't know where you would get this. 
like, you know, it's pretty, yeah, it's interesting. I'm not going to fully go into it because I don't know enough about it, but... Good move. Yeah, he's, uh, Andrew's very much into it, and he showed me, um, all the information you could ever ask for on it. They have their own Wikipedia, basically. Like, you can, like, it'll describe something, and it has all these keywords highlighted, and you click on it, it's just another million pages of that yeah. one subject, and it's infinite. Like, it goes on forever. Um, one of the things I thought was very interesting was they talk about uh, Black Magic and Aleister Crowley and how uh, he was possessed by Thoth, Mm-hmm. And that was how he basically tried to turn, you know, the Thelma into religion, basically, or whatever. Yeah. And um, so there was a point where he's potentially a walk-in. Well, well possession's not the same as walk-in. It's different. Right. But, uh... Yeah, that's when he got weird when he started doing the Thelma stuff and, like, yeah. wanting to go out to the Sirius star system or whatever. Yep. And, transcend everything he's starting a religion it got a little weird that's why yeah so a lot of people have this love hate thing with Crowley because early Crowley is beautiful and very very much in line but then you have Thoth who is you know a demigod and um so yeah going into the the, they call it the NAA it's the negative alien agenda Basically, these aliens are so detached from the source of God's love that they have to stay alive by uh, the consumption of human energy, right? So that's why we have machine shops with uh, slave labor and um, all these things. The, the, The... the lizards that run the government, that kind of thinking, Terrence McKenna stuff, you know. Um, I don't know that they necessarily live at the center of the earth. It's possible. But in general, there's these aliens that have already enslaved the human race. And, uh, yeah, they, they survive off of our energy. They drain us of our energy. That sucks. Yeah, right? So that's why... I was hoping the aliens would come and save us from the lizard people. Well, that's the thing. There's many races of these aliens. Uh, This this is a negative alien uh, concept. Just an agenda. Yeah, they have an agenda, and that that is the agenda, is to deplete humans of their energy source. Because we are connected to God, because we are made in the image of God. These things are so far away from God that they have their... uh, How do you think they got there? I think it's the the damnation of existence, man. Just uh, the creation. I thought you were gonna say those damn video games. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Those damn video games. Those damn video games. No, but think about it. Like, if you have this this ultimate land of bliss, this thing of pure light, you have a place of ultimate suffering and pure darkness. If you know, if the laws of duality are real. So, if God creates us in his image and gives us all the love, he also creates something not of his image that gets none of his love. Hmm. 
and I say his, sorry, it's a dogmatic tradition of mine. God is non-gender, non-binary. It's <laughs> beyond gender. Oh my God! So you can't say that. God is God is God. I'm not gonna say one way or another what God is. So I apologize if I'm using a fathoming God is a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit it's much. much. It's a bit much. It's too much. So I apologize for my use of uh, masculine language. Oh, dude. Huh? Sorry, not sorry? <laughs> yeah. No, no. These are good vibrations coming out of the uh, uh, mouth hole. So, I don't know. Yeah, see... Uh, Why apologize? I'm doing see, my it's... best with my Western thinking, you know? I'm trying to... These are big concepts, and I'm a dumb little human. So, doing my best here. Anyway, so yeah, uh, this group is very much tied into that. Um, that's one of the many things that they are convinced of, that mm. there's an alien... We're in a battle of good and evil, essentially. It's, you know, the oldest story in time. Uh, these aliens want to deplete us. God wants to fulfill us. There's a disconnect there, and there's a war between them. Um, yeah. Demonic presence, all that's a lawyer, I call it. Psychic pedophile vampire lizard people. Yeah, very much a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I guess I have kind of. I'm trying to like. It's nothing I'm saying or doing is original. There's so many people have gone before me, it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, the Indian philosophy, you know, yoga practice, Buddhism, uh, meditation practice, whatever, and hermetic philosophy, whatever. It's like, uh, it's, I'm not special. These are just things that are interesting to me. And vibration and the mind are our most powerful tools. We have the ability to move mountains if we believe we can quite literally yeah oh hey that reminds me uh. more on the manifestation thing uh <laughs> this is uh, also kind of a newer concept it's old old information new concept new wording for it or whatever um Oh yeah, so I guess I'll go ahead and plug the other thing that Andrew was showing me. If anyone's interested, I believe the group is called um, Sovereign God Free, I believe, something like that. And uh, they have a thing called Ascension Glossary. I think it's ascensionglossary.org. We can look it up. I'll add it on top. Yeah, and basically that is the uh, the Wikipedia of their personal ascensionglossary.com God Sovereign Free This thing is an infinite text of non-terrestrial information Oh yeah, the Guardian Perspective. So if anyone's familiar with the Guardian Perspective, it's deeply rooted in that. 
um, look at it for yourself and you know if it helps you that's great if it's if it makes you angry then that's great too look at that think about it why does it make you angry why does it make you sad why does it make you happy when you come across these new concepts and new ideas you need to stop pause and be mindful as to why you're seeing the thing you're seeing at this exact moment in your life there's something to that be mindful be aware use caution okay moving forward um have you heard of a concept called reality transurfing is that gonna be a long one maybe we should do that next episode well it's manifest reality it's the manifestation thing so it fits into this episode nicely okay. how where are we at we're in three 120. hours 120 yeah that's it I try to break it up huh. an hour and a half at a time sorry i feel like i'm ranting no. like a madman do you want to take a break Reality Transurfing. Reality Transurfing. Is that worth making another thing about? Nah, we can just... I could discuss that for the next hour. uh, (laughs) Or 20 minutes, I don't know. But it it talks about the the manifestation thing more in depth. That's that's all it is. So it fits neatly in here. Okay. And vibrations, all that. It's, It's another version of the same concepts we're discussing. I guess, yeah, that would be the theme of this podcast is I want to show you guys just how these concepts flow through everything, you know? They all connect. doesn't matter what word you put to it. It's the same shit. You know? Wake up. Hear that. See it. Feel it. So with reality transurfing... There's a man who goes by the name of Vadim Zelen, I think is his name. He is a Russian quantum physicist. If you Google search his picture, he looks like Kurt Russell and Bono aggressively made love. Mm-hmm. And produce him. <laughs> Pretty jacked. <laughs> Muscle guy? No, I'm just like... Um, here. Why did it have to be aggressive sex? Cause You'll I understand when you see Bono him. Bono and Kurt Russell, couldn't they have, like, passionate lovemaking? It's aggressive. Uh, there's, there's no way around Shot this. a baby right up that pooper. Oh, damn. <laughs> Bono and Damn. Kurt Russell. Okay, so if you're listening, it's V A D I M Z E L A N D. Yeah. Wow. You see what I mean? There's yeah. no way, like, Bono and Kurt Russell aggressively have sex, yeah. create this me. beautiful creature. Okay. Um, so he is a Russian quantum physicist, or former, actually. I think he, midway through, he had a realization. He's like, this is bullshit. I'm going to do this. Accidental transcendent. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, hardcore. Yeah, he got shot way deep out there. Um, so I'll explain. 
I'll explain in the, the process how I learned about it because it makes sense to me. He starts off, there's, uh, I think there's uh, like seven or eight volumes of books that he's written on the topic. I've read literally none of them, so I'm not an expert. This is things that I've learned secondhand from someone who's read them on, like, through a podcast. So I'm, I'm literally regurgitating what I've heard, okay? So I am not close to the source. Don't quote me on any of this. Look into it on your own. This is my understanding of it through what I've been told, okay? Throughout the universe, throughout our world, throughout our daily lives, there are energies that exist, negative and positive, and they swirl. Um, so anybody who knows anything about like Fibonacci sequence or golden ratio, all that stuff, uh, you look at the seashell. Spinners. Spinners, yeah, the the way the waves it's crash in each other. Thing. Water yeah, so it's physics. Um take th- those spinners and uh we're gonna replace it with the word pendulum. These pendulums are swirlings of energy. And they have positive directions and they have negative directions. They exist in over every object, every person, every structure, every belief. The job of the pendulum is to consume energy. Nothing more, nothing less. Its job is to maintain its spin by consuming energy. Done. Now, take this concept and look at well consider a hypnotist like the classic image of a hypnotist they take the pocket watcher or they swing it in front of you you're getting sleepy very sleepy that's a pendulum the thing that swings underneath an old clock back and forth keeps it going it's a pendulum it maintains energy When you start to look at individuals, objects, and um, structures in your life, you'll recognize these pendulums. One would be, I don't know, what's a big one? Without going too much into it, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are two opposing pendulums. These pendulums are designed to bring you into them, to, f- to create the illusion of a symbiotic relationship between you and the pendulum, as if you benefit from it. But all it does is take your energy. It takes your wallet. It takes everything from you. It will, <laughs> yeah. it, these pendulums are like black holes that consume everything. Every now and then, you can find a positive pendulum, and you can exist in that pendulum's energy and have a symbiotic relationship with it, you know? So the people who, like for me, um, 
my study of the occult and religion and all that is a somewhat symbiotic relationship with my energies. I understand it to be a pendulum that controls my thinking, but I'm okay with it because that thinking progresses more thinking, which I view as beneficial. I could be completely wrong, but that's how I see it. So there's positive and negative pendulums. The concept of reality transurfing is to literally, like, without getting to, you know, point break about it, surfing around through these energies of these pendulums. Mm -hmm. So by being aware of it, you could skip a negative pendulum altogether you could ride into a positive one for a little bit for a time and then shoot back out into another pendulum and weave and bob through all of them it's very fluid kind of like surfing on a surfboard or whatever right um that's sort of the basic groundwork for it if you start to look at everything in the world as a pendulum you see its energy the way it moves and you become really aware of how it affects you and how it affects people around you. So you can see these rallies, you can see these riots, you can see the confusion of shootings, those types of things. These are all pendulums. And even, you know, God and the devil, these are pendulums. One promotes chaos, one promotes peace, you know? But if you can move through them, you can potentially be unaffected by their energies or get consumed by them. Okay, so that's the groundwork, the pendulum. You recognize these things, you're aware of them. If you spend just, spend a week doing that, walk around and say, what? Where are the pendulums in my life? What's one that consumes a lot of my time? For most people, oh, it's your cell phone. Your cell phone's a little pendulum. It's a big one for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a little device with a big pendulum, you know? And then it goes up the scale. Like, imagine the Apple logo as this giant... (laughs) Huge pendulum and all these people... Uh, you know, like, <laughs> below worshipping it, you know. These pendulums are massive. And the funny thing is, too, um, a while ago, I drew a picture, uh, like a little sketch of these cubes. I had a concept for making a series of these massive cube structures. And people are riding around it. They're running from it in terror. I wanted to have... Um, soldiers with armbands with the cube on it. Uh, people are crying in from their TV in the in the darkness of their homes with the cube on the TV, and they're just <laughs> confused and terrified. And I real I wanted it to be this ambiguous thing of like, well, what is that? The cube represents whatever you want it to. Yeah, it's like uh, 2001: Space Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. That's going going on with the the rally transferring guns that he says, okay, now that you've got the groundwork done with that, you see these pendulums, you recognize them, you've kind of like woken up a little bit and you're like, oh shit. 
what what am I giving my energy to? What's you know that I don't even know, like don't even realize you heighten that awareness. And he says, we are um, imagine ourselves as a prism, and when you shine, shine a single beam of light through it, there's a spectrum of like rainbow colored light that shines out through that right imagine these spectrums are variations of yourself and you exist on all these spectrums simultaneously and each one has its own life path that you can move down you can move forward down it one is going to be far away from your purpose and the other will be the most in alignment with your purpose possible and everything in between is kind of where we navigate you know if you look at Kabbalah Tree of Life a similar concept where you have the two pillars one is the severity one is the the love and peace and emotions the center path is direct from earth to God or you know, whatever, the higher self. So, if you... By being aware of these uh, pendulums, you can see how they affect certain life paths. And through meditation practice, you can go into what he calls the, the mirror universe. It's kind of like the abyss or whatever. I've heard it called the Akashic Records or something like that, where it's every potential universe that exists of your life. And you can move through it freely and see... You can. It's like watching movies or reading a manuscript of like, oh, well, it plays out this way in this life. It plays out this way in this life. All these variations of these life paths. And you can keep moving closer and closer to your intended life purpose with these meditation practices and all that and it's through manifestation practice what we were talking about earlier the visualization once you see that life path that makes sense for your purpose and you see all the pendulums to be avoided. Surf on over there, boy. Yeah, you just roll on through. And you just start, it becomes this practice of visualization of, okay, this is the path that I must maneuver. These are the things that'll come up. But I already know how this ends, right? And he's convinced that anybody can do this. And it's a very recent thing, like the last few years, this has come up. So it's brand new. And this is, he's backing it up with all this, whatever, science, I guess. I don't know if he's a legit physicist, but he claims to be. Um, and yeah, he's like, you know what? Here's the data. And try it out, see what you think. So, I don't know. It's just the pendulum concept alone has really blown my mind but when you start getting into the the mirror universe stuff 
that's very interesting because it will show you back or show back to you these things that exist in you right so you know I guess I hate using this example so much but if you absolutely despise Trump look at why you hate him so much there's most likely something in that that you hate about yourself he represents the most vile parts of yourself the things that you hate if everywhere you look you see racism it's because that racism exists in your heart and you need to confront that you'll see it on both sides too if you know if you're a white guy and all you see is like oh the black racism whatever it's because that racism exists in your heart and you are the racist and it goes the other way if you know if you're a black person all you see is racism on the white side you know it exists in you it exists in all of us and it's an unfortunate thing that needs to be addressed and these practices will help us identify that in ourselves because who was a Gandhi said be the change that you want to see in the world you really want to stop this stuff you know getting people getting Trump thrown out of office whatever it might be a small victory but it won't change anything because they're just going to put an even worse person in there you want to see things fixed begin with you then move forward when you start feeding these pendulums these negative pendulums of uh, you know politics and racism and all that when you quit giving it your energy you get that energy back and it can put you on the life path that you were intended to be on where you can start putting a positivity into the universe you become the magician you become powerful right but you can't you can't take the first step on that journey until you say oh this is something wrong with me you know people don't want to hear that and then they're gonna come back and say well there's there's histories and you know there's documentation this exists and it's only on this side and it's like well no we've been killing each other since the beginning of time and we will continue to kill each other until the end of time it's an unfortunate part of our nature we can do less killing of each other if we begin by not killing ourselves so much you know begin there quit killing yourself mentally, physically, spiritually and see what happens so the mirror realm is this thing that will reflect back to you these parts of yourself so you can learn and grow and get more in sync with your life's purpose path, whatever you want to call it, you know. And for me personally, I've spent my whole life wondering, well, what is my life's purpose? What am I supposed to do? I have no fucking clue. Everything I attempt seems to fail. Um, there's, you know... 
lack of confidence, all these weird things that I have with what should I be doing? What's my life's purpose? Why am I here? Why would God put me here? Whatever, you know, why was, why did I choose this life if that were uh, a thing that happened, you know? And it was through meditation and I think some type of divination where spirits, guides, higher self, whatever you want to call it, an entity from another realm said, live a life of purpose, live a life with purpose, and then you will know your life's purpose. I'm like, all right. Ever since then, I've been pretty happy. (laughs) I'm like, wow, that makes sense. I took, there's all this, even if it was me talking to myself from a parallel universe, the burden was lifted. Like, I don't have to worry about my purpose. I just need to focus on living a life of purpose. And that's why I'm going to start a cult. (laughs) Not really. No, next episode we talk about the cult. Yeah. Um, How to start a cult, 101. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh... So, what have I learned today? Um, yeah, how about this? I've talked literally the entire time, and you've said almost nothing. So, like, yeah, questions? Like, you want, like, what's, you said you want to solve something. Let's solve something mm-hmm. with these tools I've just laid out, right? What are you thinking? What have you learned? Um, well, I have to start by saying we need to end the Federal Reserve. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. He's that is in fact a body double. He's still out there, mm, and uh, we never really arrested Ghislaine. Mm. Show me the mugshots.